1: You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new week of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Uh, It's a big week of tennis this week. It's the Monte Carlo Masters. And I'm delighted to say, joining myself, Nigel Seeley, is our senior tennis ATP Tour handicapper. Fresh from his trip from Marrakesh, it's Sean Calvert. Good morning to you, Sean. Nicely refreshed. Uh, How was your trip to Morocco? slightly refreshed yeah only got back yesterday so it's um yeah it's
1: not too much of a turnaround between between here and and monte carlo yeah it was good it was all right it was it was an eye-opening experience uh the atp marrakesh there's a few a few little issues that it it could perhaps do with sorting out for future years but um yeah enjoyable i'm not sure i'll be back uh next year but it's it's nice to see these tournaments i do you know i've not been to uh, some of these tournaments you know i haven't been to and this is this is one that i wanted to go to and uh yeah, it was enjoyable, but in a sort of weird way. Yeah, it was good.
0: Well, the start, watch watched the videos on the the Twitter handle app because we win. It looked like you were down like the local park. You know, the, the courts looked like you know what you would see in in the local local like, park there. And one of them, you were watching it through a sort of like I thought you were watching through a like um, a prison gate or something. It was like you were watching it through 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 the through the gate watching the match. Well, they thought,
1: were the practice courts. Just there wasn't much difference, to be honest, between the practice courts and the and the courts that they played on. Um obviously the the main problem that they had there was the fact that it rained very heavily well, not not very heavily by British standards, but reasonably heavily by kind of uh Marrakesh standards and they don't have court covers. You know, if you ever see uh the French Open or whatever, they've got they've got the, the big tarpaulin court covers at the side, as as David I will know only too well when he tripped over one a few years ago. They don't have that in Marrakesh. Um, presumably because it doesn't rain that much. But when it does rain you know they 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 didn't bother covering the court the stadium court or any of the courts with anything so the the amount of rain they had it kind of seeped through to the lower levels the base levels of the clay and then it was quite it was quite funny watching them trying to fix it actually because they don't they don't bother telling you anything they just sort of give you a schedule and say all right, play starting at 11 and you sat there at like quarter to 11 and there's about 30 blokes all all, all shoving different bags of clay around on the on the court and you're thinking well this is this is not going to start at 11 they don't tell you anything there were people that were sat there for pretty much all day. We, we got up and left after about three hours. And we went there's, there's nothing happening here. We went down to the souks. But, yeah, they don't tell you much. And at one point, they, they set the court on fire as well to try and to try and dry it out. There's these big plumes of smoke coming from, from Stadium Court. I don't, it was all sorts going on down there.
0: I know you're a big fan of the merch. Um, I didn't see much yeah. m- shops. <laughs> I didn't see much Moroccan Marrakesh Open 2023 merch on display there. Zero. Not, no no
1: there was nothing in there mate there was absolutely nothing there was a little tiny little cafe which sold like coffee water you know juice ice cream the kit kat and a lion bar that's it you couldn't buy anything else there's nothing it's, it's it's just a tennis club it's it's yeah. it's the royal tennis club de marrakesh where the members play and then once a year they you know they give it up for this tournament um so there's no there's no facilities there definitely no merch no absolutely merch. no chance so there's the you know, I, I would have liked an ATP Marrakesh t-shirt, actually, um, but no, nothing, nothing at all.
0: Just finally, before we leave Marrakesh behind and move on to Monte Carlo, two very different uh, kind of venues. Um, yeah. uh, there was an altercation yeah. between you and uh, Massetti that you, you touched on in your, uh, on your on one of your videos. Can you can you divulge a little bit more of that?
1: Well, it wasn't Massetti. It was it was this, I was trying to video. I was trying to do a video. Um, you know, I was doing the dual screen thing. So you can see me and you can see what's going on as well. Cause I'm sure people are more interested in seeing what's going on than looking at me. So I, I just happened to be pointing the video in in the direction of Missetti, where he was, he was just warming up before his match. He was due on court. And then the security guard came out and he just started moaning at me in French. And then he sort of changed a bit to English. And then I just, he's he just basically said, he's not allowed to video. And I said, well, why all He's all he's doing is he's just literally just warming up. He's not hitting any shots. He's just, you know, just, Warming his muscles up before he plays. I mean, what you know, well, he was he was not having it. Remember when we were at the the, the Paris Masses had an altercation with the security guard as well.
0: It seems to be a common theme here. Sean. They, they don't know no, what
1: they're doing. They, they've got absolutely no idea. They've got like a, a, a very basic level of what's going on, and they, there was nothing that anybody could have got from that video that that would have been some sort of secret information. It was just a guy warming his muscles up before he before he went on to play in like two minutes' time. That was all. But he took me out of that area, so I had to go and video somewhere else. I've been thrown out of better places than that in my time, don't worry.
0: Well, you uh, your home safe and sound. That's the main thing. So uh, this what we got your wisdom, yeah. your your picks this week on the A T V Tour in Monte Carlo. It wasn't a great week for us last week. Some of the matches, um, and obviously not only in, in in Monte Carlo. Sorry, not only Marrakech. There was a massively rain affected the tournament in Houston, but we could, it could be salvaged because one of our picks, it our could. twenty to one pick, could uh, very through to the semi-finals, and we could get a place in the final. So the whole of the week is hinges on this uh, event in Houston. So. Hopefully we uh, we come back on Tuesday and we we celebrate that we have a twenty to one winner with Etcheverry Houston. So, uh, uh, but this week well, now we
1: said didn't we Q three that, that t- just to touch on that briefly we yeah. said that Q three was 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 very winnable and it you know he's ended up winning it. Now he's got an even more chance, uh, you know, of making the final. So, you know, you just got to kind of wait sometimes and you know wait for these things to to come to fruition.
0: We've been a bit a little bit lucky this season. We do a bit of luck on the outright. Yeah, definitely. As hopefully, we get to really home at 20 to 1 and improve our figures on the year so far. Uh, let's move on. This, way. it's got a feel now that tennis season's really hotting up, hasn't it? I mean, you, we've just had the sun try and double over. Unless you're in Marrakesh, but yeah, well, or Houston. In Houston. <laughs> if you're in Houston, it's Houston. Up. You're there. we've got a we've got a problem there with different rain delays. But it feels as though that now we're really now sort of getting into the real business end of the tennis. And this is, to me, the tournament that starts the whole lot off. The the Monte Carlo. It's really when the clay court season starts. We've had these sort of warm up events in Marrakesh, but this is the proper European clay and the build up now. To the French Open. Uh before we look at the outright markets, uh, let's have a little bit of talk about the conditions in Monte Carlo. It's red clay, it's got slow clay. Um, over the years, how's this tournament fared for you and what kind of conditions are the players going to expect to? And how different is it gonna be from what we've seen in Marrakesh and what we've seen across in the American equivalent as well on the red clay in America?
1: Yeah, this is statistically the slowest conditions of the of the whole season on the tour. Um, in terms of in terms of stats is 73% holds of serve. Uh, sixty-six point seven percent, first so points one on average in the last six editions. That makes it the 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 rock bottom slowest of any of the tournaments. Um, it only averages twenty-seven percent tie break matches in the last nine editions. Although weirdly, there were forty-four percent tie break matches here last year. Um, so in terms of the playing conditions, it's it's generally regarded as as the slowest, certainly the slowest of the Masters series. Obviously, weather would. Would impact on that, but I think looking at the weather forecast, I think it's only going to be about 17 degrees. That's kind of not, certainly not hot, sort of barely even warm. So I'd say the conditions were, were going to be quite slow uh, this week. In, in terms of of underdog winners, it's it's one of the again one of the worst tournaments of the year uh, as far as backing those are concerned. It averages only 28 percent underdog winners in the last nine years. Uh, strangely, rounds one and two have been have been the worst um, in terms of returns for, for underdog winners. 24% of them have won in round one and 26% in round two. You would expect with it being the first clay tournament for a lot of players that the first two rounds would perhaps produce more shock, so it hasn't worked out that way. Round three and round and, and the quarterfinals have produced far more. 36% in round three, 38% in the quarterfinals. So it's it's a bit of a strange tournament in that regard. In terms of Outright winners. Um, it's normally won by by one of the favorites. The only time uh, in recent memory that it it hasn't been was was quite a spectacular year when Fognini won it at two hundred to one, beating three hundred to one Livic in the final. But other than that year, it's been won by one of the top five seeds every single year since Rafael Nadal won it when he was eleventh seed back in two thousand and five. So it's not normally been a tournament where underdogs have won, but quite a few have made the final. You know, if you look at mm. just look at the last six. Six finalists um Davidovich Vakina last year hundred and fifty livevich I already mentioned three hundreds Nishikori, sixty six Ramos was a big price as well when he made the final year, and was a hundred to one when he made the final year, all in the last six editions um so it has been a a tournament where you you have been able to find a little bit of each way value the last qualifier to make the semi finals here was was gas back in two thousand and five, so it's those are the sort of conditions that we're uh we're going to get this week.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that. It looks like a tournament where you could get someone in the final at a decent price, looking at the history of the Mm -hmm. event. Uh, Surprisingly, the the tournament favourite Novak Djokovic hasn't got the greatest of record here. He's only won it twice in 2013 and 2015, but he is the number one seed. Let's look at the betting here to win the Monte Carlo Masters. Djokovic is the favourite at plus 110. He's positioned in the very, very difficult top half. The one thing about this draw is the top half is very loaded. The bottom half, and especially one of the, the bottom quarter, where Tsitsipas seems to be very, very weak. Uh, Djokovic is the favourite at plus 110. Tsitsipas, who's won it for the last two years, is the second favourite at plus 700. Casper Rood, who's in the final in Estoril uh, today, he's plus 1,000. Yannick Sinner. Can he make the transition from the fast courts, where he's done so well in America, to clay? He's plus 1,000. Holger Runa, uh, he's, he's, I, I think he might do well this week, Holger Runa. He's, he's again in the top half of the draw. Very difficult. Plus 1,200. Daniel Medvedev, 1,400. Again in the top half of the draw. Zverev, 2,000. Rublev, 3,000. Taylor Fritz, 3,300. Kamnori, 4,000. Alex Diminua, 5,000. Uh, and Gregor Dimitrov, 5,000. As I say, the top half features Djokovic, Sinner, Medvedev, Runa, very, very difficult. All four of them could go on and win the tournament. The bottom half, Rublev, Rude, Fritz, Sitsipas. Uh, you would think you've got to look for the value in that bottom half of the draw.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's rare you'll see a, a draw like this that's so either top heavy or bottom heavy, usually top heavy. And um this is definitely one, isn't it? You could the names that you've just reeled off there, you could you could four or five of them you could see winning the tournament. Um, you know, this is a really tough one for Djokovic, isn't it? He's always said that he does take a little bit of time to find his his clay shoes. You know, he, he's lost some some bad ones here, hasn't he? He's lost to Dan Evans, he's beaten him here. Davidovich beat him last year. Um, it, it takes him some time, you know, to get to get his his clay game going. Doesn't normally sort of peak till sort of about Rome time, generally. Djokovic um, it's not been to, not even been past the quarterfinals since he won it here in two thousand and fifteen. I don't think so. He's I certainly won't be backing him at Evans this week. That's 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 absolutely for certain. I think it's just a case of wait. I think that top half, you just have to see how it plays out. Because, as I say, you could make a case for five or six of them, couldn't you? Um, I don't think you could back any particular one of them with any any real certainty. You know, Medvedev doesn't generally like the clay. Um, You know, ruins a possibility. Norrie's a possibility. Zverev, maybe if he gets going. Um, Sinner, you know, you've got you've got loads that that could Mm. do it. It's much easier to to take a look in the bottom half. I've taken a bit of a view there. It's not the strongest fancy to be perfectly honest, but I think there's a bit of value there.
0: but before we come on to your pick, uh if you look at that, what you know we talk about Djokovic Sinna, Medvedev and Rooney. You also got Serendulo who can play on clay, you've also got Dominic Team who've come in to a little bit of form. Not going to do well, but he's gonna be a dangerous op- opponent for anyone. Your friend Mazzetti, Kek yeah, is playing very well. So this bias is yeah, I yeah, mean, it's, it's really, really loaded, not only if you look at the four seeds in the bottom half. Obviously, that third quarter sees Rublev and Kaspar Ruth, but the fourth quarter. I mean, Tsitsipas couldn't have been given an easier route to me if he, if he could plan it through to the semi-finals. But is he fit? So is he fit? So there's a couple of people I quite like there who could surprise at big big odds. But before we come on to uh, to my leans, let's have a look at your official play. And it comes in that bottom half of the draw, and it is that each-way value. So where do you see the each-way value? Remember, Bet Rivers are one of the only bookmakers across America who offer each-way uh, in this tournament. So have a look on that. Who, who do you like in that bottom half of the draw?
1: Yeah, I think you've got to you've got to be careful as well, because some firms are going third the odds here, aren't they?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Bet Rivers to their credit aren't. They're going half, which is excellent. Um, and I've taken the thirty three to one that they're offering about Rublev. You know, he's got he's a former finalist, he's beaten a here, Rublev. So he is a player that's gone well in these conditions this early in the season. I think it's just this is just a, a case of eliminating players, isn't it? I mean, Ruud has, has done pretty well this week in Estoril, but he has still he's still got a final to play and a tough final against Kekmanovic. so I'm not sure what sort of condition he's going to turn up in this week um certainly fatigued certainly won't have much time to get to get used to the conditions uh, and rublev's beat him numerous times anyway so I think this is a the Q3 it's it's it looks fairly winnable because Fakina would be would be on the shortlist if he wasn't injured you know we backed him in Estoril last mm. week didn't we he had some sort of hamstring problem. Had the trainer out numerous times and ended up losing to Checkinato. Doesn't look like he's in the best of condition for for um, repeating that run to the final. Difficult to see anybody else other than Rublev. Maybe Kishanov if he if he can take that hard court form in through to the clay, which he, he, he generally fails to do um i just think rublevs the standout here I, I, on the basis really that sitsipas we just don't know if he's fit if he's fit then he's he's got a great chance of making the final but is he fit you know we don't know do we last yeah. time we saw he looked anything but fit he's got a great record here if you if you're prepared to overlook the fact that he might not be fit then then sitsipas is the obvious play but i i'm not sure he is so i've gone with rublev at 33s
0: rublev at 33 is a fantastic price with bet rivers the best price in the industry and it's offering you that half the odds to play. So you get 16 and a half to one for Rublev to get to the final, where he reached the final in 2021, lost to Tsitsipas. And he's been given a, a favourable draw in that bottom half. So that there's a real standout and a bet that you should take very quickly. Head to the bet Rivers website. Uh, you can see all the odds on the matches. And, if, and remember as well, some of these matches, will there'll be streams on the website. So don't worry about that. And There's a whole host of different specials on there as well. Uh, but Rublev is our official pick. Uh, just at a big couple of big prices. I think that fourth quarter is so weak. I mean, your question marks about Sitsipas, whether he's fit, whether he's injured. Taylor Fritz, mm-hmm. I wouldn't fancy Taylor Fritz at all on this service. Francis TFO is still in Houston. So there's a good chance yeah. he will even come over here. I mean, really, is, is he going to? He may not. He, he may might not, not come. Borna Koric has a really, really tough match against Nicholas Jarry uh, uh, today. So that's one of them is going to go. I think yeah. I Stanislav Sroving a big price here, at 100. Hundred to one, tennis house of Rinka. The other one I thought was a decent price was Dimitrov um, at sixty six. Players that um, obviously feel good in condition. So I don't necessarily yeah, he's done it before. I don't think been. they're going to win it. But that fourth quarter, I mean, mean,
1: the of possibility as well. the Hecker can play, what can play on clay.
0: Yeah, I was, I was, I was looking. I will be back just... in Greeks,
1: ball That's that's no, no, not again. If I have to watch him again in a hurry, there's gonna be, there's gonna be fireworks. That's for
0: sure. Yeah, but I just think there's potential for a big price semi-finalist there. Yeah, there is. Tipsa could obviously he's he's the man to beat, and he should you know he should get through to the semi-finals. But there is an injury concern. You could get someone big. That's it. Is he is he fit? But Rublev is the main pick. 33-1. to Bet Rivers, half the odds 1-2. You know what to do. Head over to the website straight away and get that price while it's still there. Let's have a look at some matches. And there's four matches that you want to talk about. There is matches today uh, on the first round. So the first round starts uh, this afternoon or this early hours of the morning. Head to the Bet Rivers website. You can remember that these matches are very, very early. It's an early start in Monte Carlo. 10 o'clock local time, which is 5 a.m. Eastern time. So head across to the website and make sure you don't miss out. Set your alarm clock or uh, get your bets on nice and early to avoid disappointment because these are an early start. So we have four matches we're going to talk about. The first one is Bublik up against uh, Alexander Zverev. Zverev is minus 5.88 uh, and Rublev is plus $4 to win this match. Uh, Rublev, we all know Mr. Inconsistent. We never know what Rublev is going to turn up. Uh, Bublik. but also, we uh, sorry, Bublik. So, what's what's going to turn up? But obviously, yeah, Vereva has had his problems with injuries as well. Plus, minus Plan 588 plus four dollars. Bublik, what do you like here, Sean?
1: Uh, I've taken a a, a chance at a big price here that the Bublik wins the opening set, right? Um, you know anyone that saw Zverev play his last match against against Taro Daniel will will know if they didn't know already that Zverev is still very much a work in progress this in, this season after that that injury that he had. Um, with Bublik, you know you, you do take your chances with Bublik, but what he, he plays very loose here because he you know he hates the clay, but he he comes here. I watched him in his first two matches. He beat Vavrinka in his first match here last year, and he should have beaten Corretto Buster. He was a, a setup. Um should have won the second set as well against Karen Buster, ended up losing it at tie break and then eventually got a strop on and just left the court. After about seven games of the f- final set, he just went out, oh, I can't be bothered and, and left. But he always, you know, he, generally speaking, he always starts well. He plays how he plays. You know, big serve, boxer tricks, drop shots, underarm serves, all this stuff. He tends to go all out for that. If it, if it works, great. If it doesn't, he probably won't turn up for the second set. He'll probably go, but... um if you look what he's done, actually, um, in uh, in Masters one thousands on on clay, he's played, he's he, it, sorry, he's won the opening set seven times out of eleven clay Masters one thousand draw matches. He's won the he's won the opening set. He also holds a two nil career series lead over Zverev. I know they were both played on indoor hardware where public Bublik is much more effective. But Zverev's not gonna he's not gonna like this. I bet he's looked at that draw and gone, oh god, because. He's not going to get any sort of rhythm at all from public. Public's just going to come out firing big serves, big second serves, drop shots. It's exactly what Zverev does not want in his opening match on clay. You know, this it's it's a high risk play. You know, it could go it could go wrong. But the way that public tends to start on clay, and the way that he plays, and the fact that Zverev is not in much form and he's not going to get much rhythm, I've taken um, plus two seventy five about public. uh, Public winning the opening set.
0: Public to win the first set at plus 275. That's our first bet of the Monte Carlo Masters. And move on to the second match we want to talk about and probably the most interesting match on the card tomorrow. Uh, Kekmanovic in decent form in Estoril through to the final. Hasn't dropped a set yet. has looked really, really good. He's plus 100 to even money against Lorenzo Musetti, minus 124. Uh, Musetti's not in the greatest of form. Uh, only two wins on clay, four defeats, and uh, Kekmanovic is unbeaten on clay this year. Um, I've got a feeling that we might see a flip-flop favorite here. I think Kekmanovic could start favorite for this match ahead of Mazzetti. Uh, so I think if you want to get with the Kekmanovic, now is the time to do so at plus 100. Kekmanovic is a he's a streak player, isn't he? You know, he's got on these mm-hmm. winning runs where he can go 12 matches, 14 matches unbeaten, and then go on losing runs where he doesn't win in 10. He's definitely on a winning run here, returning to clay. Uh, the handicap is one and a half. The spread minus one and a half. Mussetti is uh, one hundred even money, and the totals are twenty two and a half. They've met once before, which was in Italy, in Mussetti's uh, country, and I it was, was on, there. You yeah. there. Oh yes, you were yeah, six three six four yeah. for yeah. Mosetti. He won the match in the semi-finals. What do you, how do you see this one going? I, I quite like Kickmanovich here. Yeah, I just think
1: it's about when this is scheduled. It's, it's you know so we're making these picks on a Sunday, aren't we? And, and sometimes you know we don't know whether they're going to play and it the weather sometimes plays a part like it certainly like it did in Houston this week. You know, we didn't know what conditions were, we're going to be by the time the matches actually got on. I think this is one way. Maybe it's, it's worth waiting and seeing what happens in the Estoril final. Cause he's got to play the Estoril final kick, Manovic, And then he's got to very, very quickly get himself over to Monte Carlo. So whatever happens, he's not going to have much time to prepare, but he's in much, much better form, much, much better frame of mind. Um, than Massetti, And he's also got better data on, on clay. Um if we look at the, the service points one and return points one totals um over the last fifty main level matches of both these guys, it's actually Kekmanovich that's got a slightly better total, 102 compared to 101. Not a massive difference, but it's it's better. Um I watched Massetti uh obviously a couple of times last week in, in Marrakesh. He had a, a very easy win over a, a an injured and and terribly lacking in confidence Gaston. Um, you know, that was a that wasn't a Simple one for him, but the, the second match against uh, against Muller, you know, he, he, again he started poorly. Massetti, he's just he's he just isn't playing with any sort of confidence. I don't know whether he's injured. It just seems to me like there's some sort of issue with his adductor and his right thigh. I don't know whether that's the reason for this slump that he's in, but he's just not he's just not timing the ball properly. He found his timing against Muller for about probably about half an hour, forty five minutes, and he won sort of nine out of ten games in a row, and then it deserted him again. And I don't think he really understands why. He's constantly looking at his coach, just saying, "Well, why am I missing this?" You know, he's he's missing by miles when he's missing. When you've got a game like Mercedes, it's got to function well because it's it's flashy. He goes for his shots, and it looks great when it comes off, but it, it just isn't coming off at the minute. Um, on the the odds of these two, I think I think Kekmanovic is decent value. It's just a question of when this match is going to be played.
0: Yeah, I, I fully expect him to start favourite. I think the money will come from him, especially if he wins the final on Estoril. And obviously, he's got a tough ask up against Casper but if he puts in a decent performance. He's playing
1: great. He's playing really Yeah. And
0: if you've seen his interviews as well, he's so confident. He is saying, I'm on fire. I'm like, Not the fire that you saw on the court. He's a, he's a different <laughs> fire on court. But well, he's uh, he's he's talking very confident. And do you remember the start of this was it last season in Australia. The start of last season Australian Open just before going, he went on that unbelievable winning winning run. And he's capable of going and winning runs. And Massetti just looks someone to fade at the moment. I know you're, you've got a big price on him to win the uh, the French Open yeah. a few months back, but he Looking needs to improve silly his, at the minute. But you know, he a, needs to improve his game. I
1: still think he's got the quality to, to win the French Open at uh, you know at some point in his career. Doesn't look like it's going to be this year, but. You know, in the next sort of two or three years, I think it's a definite possibility.
0: And if you look at the draw, the winner here, it looks primed to face uh, Novak Djokovic in the last 16. So a big match, a big match for both of them. And uh, Kikmanovic is certainly the one coming in with the better form figures and the more confidence. So we both agreed at Kikmanovic here, but check the timings. And this is crucial for your bets as well. Obviously, we don't know the order of play yet, but the, the it starts 10 o'clock AM uh, in Monte Carlo, which is five o'clock in the morning in uh, Eastern Time. So just check out the the website for the order of play and make sure you get your bets on nice and early. Uh, okay, next thing we're going to talk about is two players that you automatically look at think, oh, I want to fade them at the moment. But uh, Matteo Berrettini is a very, very heavy favourite, minus 455 against Maxime Cressy. Maxime Cressy has an absolutely dreadful record on clay. Uh, 18 wins and 26 losses in his career. If you look at the uh, the betting here, though, uh, Berrettini heavy favourite is a three and a half on the spread, minus 121. The totals are 22 and a half. The pair have never met before, uh, but given the way they, uh, they're both playing at the moment, you, it's, uh, it's a difficult one to call. And perhaps, you know, you could, I think you know, however poor Cressy is, I think you'd have to be very brave to take Berrettini at minus 455.
1: Yeah, he's never even won a set here, Berrettini. He's only played a couple of matches, lost them both in straight sets. Confidence is in his boots at the moment, Berrettini. You know he dropped down to challenger level and he didn't—he didn't even manage to do anything there. Um, just completely out of player, completely out of form, and completely lacking in confidence. I've just—I've taken the over ten and a half games in the first set here. We know what Crest is going to do. He's going to come out doing what he did in in Marrakesh, which is just—which is what he does everywhere. Just big first serve. If that misses, big second serve. It's double fault. Oh well, move on. Um, it, it didn't work against Cabaj Bayona in uh, Marrakesh because he only hit nine aces and twenty double faults. But on another day, that could be the other way around. It could be twenty aces and nine double faults. I just think the way that Berrettini is playing again, no rhythm. He's he's got no. He's he's a player that does like rhythm. Berrettini, um, he likes matches. He, he's he, for me, he's not. He's a player that does take a few matches, well, several matches to to find his his top form, and he hasn't had that at all this season. Uh, and this style that that is going to play is obviously going to be awkward. It's, it's one that he hasn't seen before. I just think it'll take Berrettini a little bit of time to get going. He doesn't have the greatest return stats anyway, Berrettini. So the way that Cressy plays, the, the lack of form that Berrettini's in, I'm, I'm happy to take over 10 and a half games in the first set. I took uh 2.75 about that.
0: That's a big price. Uh, over 10 and a half games in the first set. Two big, big servers, both lacking in confidence and lacking on, on both playing on the surface that they don't really enjoy so much, especially Berrettini here in Monte Carlo in the really really slow conditions. Uh, the final match is an interesting one. Andy Murray uh, plus one seventy up against Alex Diminois. Minus minus two twenty for Diminua. Uh, Andy Murray has had a, a very very good year uh, this season. You know he's reached a final in Doha. Um, good good form, but he's all played a lot of ma- a lot of tennis, hasn't he? An awful lot of tennis. This is both of these players' first. Match this season on clay. The head to head is two one to Diminoir, and no surprise. Uh, the recent matches that Diminoir won. The time that uh, Andy Murray won was in a in a chat exhibition match in 2023. But in the competitive matches has been Diminoir who's got the better. Uh, the handicap is three and a half again here. Pretty much the same. Minus one twelve. Andy Murray uh, plus three and a half, and Diminoir minus one fourteen. Minus three and a half. The totals are twenty one and a half. How do you see this month playing out?
1: I just think there's a bit another Andy Murray match that goes long. Is how I feel about this. Um, you know, in, in the two-match head-to-head series, you know, Diminor's he's edged them both. I'm mean, including the Labor Cup in that because you know it was it was a pretty competitive match. Um, but much of Andy Murray's lack of success in this in this career series has been the fact that his his performance on break points has been poor. He's only taken 25 percent of his chances in this matchup compared to Diminor, who's taken 54. percent it's actually Murray that's created the more the more break chances in the matches between these two. He's, he's created 0.48 uh, um, chances per game compared to 0.38 for Diminot. He just hasn't taken his opportunities. And it's, it's it's Murray's performance on return at the moment in, in this late stage of his career that's letting him down and he's leading to a lot of long matches. As his serve's been functioning fine. He just hasn't been able to, to break anywhere near as much as he used to. Um, this season, he's only taken... 32% of his break point chances, and his career average is 43%. So he's well down on that. We know Diminor isn't at his most comfortable on clay, although he did he did play well in in spells last year. You know he almost beat he should have beaten Carlos Arcaraz in Barcelona. Actually, he really choked it, um, Diminor. But he's only won 57% of his service points in the last 12 months on clay at main level, which is it, it's not good enough. Murray's been out in uh, Marbella practicing on the clay. He hasn't played a full clay season since 2017, Murray, but he's been he's been out there working hard, you know, on the dirt in Marbella. I just like over two and a half sets here at, at 2.4, right? With Bet Rivers, I think that's that's a decent play. But hard to see either of these two winning in, in straights. Mm,
0: so there there uh, they're the four matches we want to highlight uh, for Monte Carlo. Maybe check the Bet Rivers website to see the order of play and have a look at the schedules. Uh, there's a, just give us a recap of the bets the you want to have here, Sean, for these four matches.
1: Yeah, the Kekmanovich one I think we we'll just wait and see on that because it just depends on when it's when it's being played. Um it's one I wanted to include because I think he might be value in the right circumstances. But uh Public to win the first set. I took uh, plus two seventy five on that. That's against Zverev. Um over ten and a half for a set of Cressy against Berrettini. Um and over two and a half sets and the one we just mentioned in Murray against De Mino. It's about two point four eight that should
0: be. Yeah, so there you are. Four matches, four picks from Sean. There's a whole host of brilliant matches as well in the first round here in uh, Monte Carlo. Dimitrov against Shelton, interesting one. Varinka against your friend Talion Um I, th- I thought you might go for Varinka at minus 104. I quite like. I quite like the look of that.
1: I think that's... I haven't seen the way Grigspor played. It's, it's quite possible. Um, but as I said earlier, Varinka lost to Bublik in the first round last time... Uh, I think it was last year. Um... I think that's a tough one to call. It just depends. It stands level these days. You know, he's 38 years of age. It it, it does vary. Mm. The Greek sport. I think it, I'm just not sure with Greeks whether he just, I know it's not much altitude in Marrakesh, but he just couldn't, he couldn't time it at all. He was it in the back fence. He was in the bottom of the net. I don't know whether it was the altitude or something else. He kept getting his racket sent out to be restrung. Um, that's a difficult one. I'm not sure I'd want to bet in that one, to be honest.
0: There's also Davidovich-Vukic against Kachanov, which is an interesting one. Davidovich-Vukic obviously would, I think, would have been a bet with a lot of points to defend if it wasn't for that injury. If Gascade, fit, Yeah, I don't yet. know. Is
1: he, is he fit? I don't know.
0: Well, he's dr- he's he, was, he, there was he's coach, drifting, he? he's, you're about to go. Sorry, mate. Go on. He was on. He's on the drift. So the money's come for catching um, So I would suggest that probably that injury is yeah. a
1: concern. It is. Yeah, the team you're about to mention has just split with his coach, Nicolas Massu, hasn't he? Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a good sign, is it for for team? I think Massey's kind of had a look at that and gone, I think your best years are behind you, son. Mm. That, that might take on that. Um, be an entertaining match though, against Gasquet. That'd be certainly be one to watch if you've got tickets for for that.
0: Yeah, and we've got uh, Baez against Jack Draper, the young British player, and another British player who's in action, Cam Norrie, against Terrandula. So it's a fantastic card. Head to the Bet Rivers website, remember it's an early start. So check out the Bets with us website, every single match is streamed, and you have twenty-eight different markets to place a bet on. Um, There's three ways to follow us. The first way you can is subscribe to this podcast, which is Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, which you can get on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Because We Win to keep across all the fantastic content on there, and set yourself an alert so you don't miss a thing. And you can also follow us at Because We Win. Which is the Twitter handle shared by all the fabulous uh candy cappers here on the network, including myself and Sean? And I'll be in Monte Carlo from Tuesday, so I'm staying in Nice and I'll be in Monte Carlo at the tennis probably on Wednesday and Thursday. So stay across. I that. bet there'll be some merch there. There'll be some merch there, it won't be spent by me. I'll be in the uh the Pims bar and the uh and the, and the champagne, and I'll probably be speaking to you. So I'm a I think I missed the Pims bar in
1: Marrakesh. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't see
0: yeah, that yeah. At the yeah. Your friends was having their. Well, you, you were in the. Are you, I, there's a, I would be in the Pims bar, and you and your mate buddies were getting pictures with scorpions. Now, what I would not go near a scorpion.
1: It's a snake. I mean, it wasn't a scorpion. It's a snake, but. Yeah, that, that wasn't me. I was just taking. I was just looking no. at him doing it. It's not. It's not for me that. No,
0: no. I, well, right, well. Anyway, uh, we'll 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 see the difference. We'll, we'll, you see the content come through next week of, of Monte Carlo. I'll be in mean, the casino. I'm Fall sure. i, I look mean, forward it, yeah, to it. Should be it should be quite fun. Anyway, thanks very much for listening and watching here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Uh, have a great week, and I'll be back with you, Sean, on Tuesday. So we'll have a little re- recap on Tuesday. Unfortunately, there's no WTA tournaments this week. So myself and Roy Duran will be back on the WTA next week. So next week it's it's all about the clay it's all about monte carlo and it's all about betting weekly and at because we win take care thanks for listening to betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network